I wanted to talk about poppies today because I have been loving this season of poppies. I have lived here for 20 years and I have never seen so many poppies. Have you? Has there ever been a season like this? Maybe back in the... Before my time here in California, the California poppies are just having exactly the kind of year they want, I guess. They loved, um, they loved the rain and now they're everywhere. Although honestly, uh, you know, poppies are mostly a spring flower, but when I look back over the previous year, I can't think of a month where I did not see poppies. I was seeing poppies in November and December. I thought, where, when are these poppies gonna quit? And the, the answer was they didn't until the, the new crop came along in February as it tends to do. <laughs> really amazing. So um, I, have, I have some thoughts about poppies and, and Chopek um, and tyranny. You won't, you won't see uh, a lot of poppies in our, um, in our bouquets here. Um, although Kat's wearing one behind her ear and it's ha holding up just fine. It looks like just, just perfect with your hair. And, um, but, uh, th but they don't make great cut flowers, poppies. You don't usually gather them for, for, a, for a, um, a bouquet. You kind of have to enjoy them where they are. That's where they're happiest. Um, and, but where they are can be very, very varied. You know the expression, bloom where you're planted? Do people know that expression? Anybody want to explain to somebody, explain to us all what that means, you think? What's the expression bloom with, I'll, I'll repeat it for everybody. Bloom where you're planted mean. All right, I'll have a go. Uh, that, that um, you know, we don't always, we're not always planted exactly in the best place for ourselves. You know, we might be at a school that doesn't really get how we learn. And we are trying to change that, but in the meantime, there we are. Right? We have a job that is not really suited for us, or a family that's not really nurturing us. And we're trying to change those things, but there's things in our lives that sometimes we just can't change. And also, that just take a really long time to change. And bloom where you're planted means, well, in the meantime, where you're stuck, given that there's things you can't change, bloom. You know, give, give out all your beauty, enjoy yourself, to the fullest and, and let other people enjoy your beauty to the fullest. And I just think poppies could have been the origin of that expression because they'll just bloom anywhere, you know? They, they, um, they don't require particularly picky. Um, they do, obviously, they really loved this year. Like I said, they, they like a really rainy winter. Something about this year has been really good for them. But they're always blooming and just on roadsides and, and um, cracks in the sidewalk and just anywhere. And, um, and you can really see why when you see how they bloom. People talked a couple weeks ago, somebody shared one of the joys um, that she had was how many poppies we have here in the garden. We didn't plant any poppies in our garden. They planted themselves. They do that really easily. And I assume this is not why they're called poppies, but it might be a way for you to remember how they spread, that what they do when their flowers are all dried up, um, and you know you don't have those beautiful orange blooms anymore, you just have the sort of little green pods, wait a few more days, and if you so much as touch them, if a breeze comes by, that pod goes pop, 
and bursts out with all these seeds that just fly everywhere. And they're very little light seeds, and so there you go. The poppies are seeding themselves for the next year. So in our garden, um, the gardeners this week, uh, Glenda and Nancy and maybe some others, um, pulled up a lot of the poppies saying, um, okay, we didn't want these poppies everywhere. We're going to pick them up before they, um, they spread everywhere in the garden this year. But you know, some of them have already, I'm sure, spread their seeds. And I said, hey, I, I really want some in my garden at home. Um, and Glenda gave me a whole packet. You can hear how the seeds sound right here. What's that? Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Drew, Drew is warning me. When you let them loose, <laughs> luckily they're pretty easy to pull up also when they're done blooming and they're not pretty anymore, but they'll keep going. The species will not stop because they're just really good at planting themselves. So what does this all have to do with, um, with Chopek and the flower communion that he started on June 4th, 1923, exactly on this day, which is if you've been wondering why we aren't doing our flower communion on our usual Sunday, which is mid-May, we just said, oh my goodness, it, we have to do it on exactly the 100th anniversary. So we'll be back to mid-May next year. A hundred years ago today, when he created this ceremony, I think that he was um, behaving in the spirit of those poppies. And also, although he couldn't know yet the kind of tyranny that was going to be visited on his poor country and the world, he was preparing his people to resist tyranny. Tyranny, dictatorship, authoritarianism. You know how a tyrant rules, right? The tyrant rules by saying, you must obey. You must do this. And if you say why, say why. Because I said so. And the tyrant backs that up with force. I've got the police. I've got the army and the navy. So I said so. And that was really powerful force. As powerful as the world has ever seen when Chopek resisted tyranny. It didn't get any worse than the Gestapo and the Third Reich. But... Even before that happened, he was helping his people resist tyranny by saying, well, tyrants, you see, he wasn't saying this out loud, but I'm giving you some background. Tyrants want us to fear them, right? So that when they say, because I said so, we say, oh, okay. But one of the ways that we resist that fear, that we have the courage to resist, tyrants is knowing our own strengths so you know just like the poppies like they'll they'll bloom they they send forth their seeds you know if you plant them in the garden they'll say put a little bit of soil they say put a sixteenth of an inch of soil in other words the seeds can just land on the ground and they will grow they are tough and the poppies remind us we're tough i love that this is our california flower um and tyrants also want us to fear each other. And one of the ways they do that is they harp on our differences. And they say, you people can't understand each other. And you people are much better than those people over there. You know, you, you should put those, those people down. And here, I'm going to help you, you know. And Chopik was saying from the very beginning, let's all get our, let all, let's all bring in our flowers. And look how different they are. Look how different we are. And we receive each other's gifts. 
We don't say, I don't want that kind of flower. No, we gratefully receive the kind of beauty that other people have to offer. He was creating a community that could resist tyranny, that was going to say, no, you can't tell me that person's ugly or unworthy or I shouldn't care about them, I should turn away when you commit violence against them. We're all family, even though we're different. And poppies are great that way because they are not snobs. They'll grow anywhere. Like I said, roadsides or wherever they happen to fall, and they can be in a fancy, fancy rose garden. There you go, calm little poppy, just growing in the corner, doesn't mind. Or in a native garden like our, like our own, where, of course, they say, hey, I'm a native too. Let's all hang out together. He was teaching people, bloom where you're planted, appreciate each other, Know your own strength. Revel in your beauty. No matter what anybody else tells you. And the most moving part of his story for me is that he did that flower ceremony when he was in Dachau. He was in a concentration camp, surely filled with despair, that he, fear that he'd never see his, his wife or his children again, and he never did. And yet he was there saying to people, we've got something. We have beauty to bring each other. Even with the tyrants having us locked up and trying to kill us all, slowly or fast, we have the courage to resist tyranny, even here in the depths. Let me show you what I've got. And here we are showing ourselves and showing the world every time we gather for this flower communion once a year that it's going on all over the world right now as Unitarian Universalists gather and bring their flowers together. So we are going to bless our flowers here with a song. Bless the ones that we see online. I see so many popping up there on the little pictures. And here in front of us, we're going to sing this song, um, which is a tune that might be familiar with you if, for you if you grew up in a Unitarian or other congregation that sang a doxology, but Veronica will play it through for us once and then we'll sing this very short song. And we are blessing our community. We're blessing the love and beauty that we share. And just recognizing, like we can pour all of that into these flowers so that then afterwards when we each take a flower, that's what we're taking away this beauty and love and joy. Let's just remain seated and we'll sing together, Rejoice in Love We Know and Share. <laughs> 